Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. This is Brian here with Kathleen and Paul. And today we're going to be covering the Amazon TV series, The Boys. And this is going to be the season three finale, episode eight, entitled The Instant White Hot Wild. And here we are, guys. I can't believe it's already over, if I'm being honest. Um, it seemed like it just went right through, but now we can kind of take a step back catch our breaths because it's going to be well over a year until we get any more fresh the boys content um it's definitely bittersweet for me and i can step back and look at season three as a whole and say it was amazing but i kind of feel a little meh about this finale personally there's a lot that i didn't like it it was a boys episode of television so the bar is an eight out of ten and i think it hit that eight out of ten i think it's more a testament to how good episodes six and seven were that i just kind of this one fell flat for me personally but there was a lot to love about it um so no need to fret but what do you guys think yeah i i loved it in the sense again i think you put it perfectly that it was a boys episode um i think i'll have a hot take or two one including Ryan Kyle of of episode seven um, and season two coverage said it was a hot take. So I was like, okay, cool. So we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) Um, I also have a lot to say about kind of the B team, which is Noir, A-Train, Maeve, like the squad that's kind of off to the side that does their own things. Um, Some good stuff, some bad stuff, um, but we'll get there when we get there. Overall, very fun season. Just just a blast. And I'm sad it's over, too. It's crazy how fast the season goes when they drop three at once and there's only eight episodes. So six weeks, really, of of um, of podcasting. And I'll miss and, uh, it. I'll miss it. Till definitely. Next yeah. This is our busy season and it was great. We loved mm-hmm. it. Um, but it will be nice to kind of step back and take a breath. I absolutely loved this episode. I think. Brian, you put it great when you said, yeah, you know, the, the boys bar is like an eight out of 10. Um, I'd say this is probably like second or third best of the season um, okay. because there are some great moments. And like we've all been saying, there was some some moments that weren't too great. And exactly what you said, it, I think six was such a the build up to six and the tension and everything there almost felt a little bit um, more. I don't know not powerful, but there was more tension, if that makes sense, in the end of episode six for me. Um, but this was an absolute banger of an ep with all that being said. Um, and I I honestly think I might pull away because of this finale with the boys being my favorite show of all time. I mean, it's, it might be mm-hmm. number two or three, but um, there's, there's so many things that boys do well. And I feel like I didn't know if they were rushed or not, but I seem like they kind of cut some corners on a little of the storylines. So you're so, saying this finale made it less likely that the boys is your favorite TV show. Be- yeah. Because of the little inconsistencies gotcha. that they had. So, uh, and we don't have to answer this now. This can be an end of the episode question. My question is what did we accomplish this season? Overall, like in the beginning, the goal is, okay. we need to stop Homelander. Now Soldier Boy's in the mix, all these different things. And like a quick a quick thing. Homelander is more dangerous than ever. Soldier Boy is back exactly where he came from, except in different hands, not in Russian's hands anymore. Mm -hmm. It's in Mallory's hands. But it's like 
what did we edgar's gone but newman's still in power (laughs) newman's the vp now it almost seems like grand scheme things got worse ryan switched sides i mean butcher is close to death now he's on a timer because of all the tumors in his head Uh, yeah i I agree we're almost in a worse spot now yeah it's crazy which is okay to be in a worse spot but you have to accomplish a goal i feel (laughs) in the season I mean, it was all about Soldier Boy, and Soldier Boy's just back in the box now, as he put it. So it, yeah. it kind of seems weird, but because we didn't really have a, I guess we had a weapon. You know, he was the weapon, but he's gone. So, I mean, I guess he's going to come back into play way later on. So this season might have just been a whole setup for a big, yeah. spectacular season later. Will it be way later on that we see him or we know how the boys works. It could be like episode two of season four. They yeah. bring him back and start firing shots with him against uh, Homelander. But I, I completely this... agree with that sentiment, Kathleen, like yeah. grand scheme that didn't do that much. I wish this was like the OA where we kind of knew how many seasons there were going to be. Like when the OA job, we knew they had five seasons written out, start to finish, done and done perfect series it would have been bring back the OA anyway um for the boys it's kind of like okay I was gonna say we did not know how many seasons the (laughs) OA was gonna get no they were gonna get five five oh were they Britt Marlin well okay okay I guess I wrote that I I I know I'm totally just messing with you yeah Yeah. yeah. anyway like it would be nice to know okay there's going to be five seasons of the boys so it could be all one big lead up to season five, which would be epic and great. But if they're just going to like, I I don't love when people just like keep things in their back pockets for as many seasons as they can go. And then who knows, maybe they have a plan. I'm just rambling. We could get into the episode now. Well, I don't care how far they go. So long as the quality doesn't drop off. Um, I think the worst thing is when you see a show go on two seasons too long and it kind of ruins the show for you. I would hate to see that happen for this. Westworld. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't even get through season three, so I'm sure that's Westworld great. dropped without a lick of advertisement. I saw um, Rachel Evan Wood singing on like Jimmy Fallon. I said, is this Westworld promo? What is going on? <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, we got the screeners. If this was season one, we would have been all over that. Like you couldn't pay any of us to watch those screeners. We were all just like, eh, yeah, maybe. No, probably not that. Yeah. Something about that show. I don't know. Season one was fire, though. Uh, but we're not. But I don't not, think the boys. Yeah, we'll do that. I don't think they will. Yeah, we're not talking about Westworld right now. We're talking about the boys. Any last uh, things you want to say? Thoughts? Any last thoughts before we get into the episode? I'll, I'll just get I'll just say them when we get there. I have one. Um, cameraman's still alive. I. Yeah. <laughs> horrible guesses, dude. Horrible guesses all around for me. <laughs> Um, also, I do want to say I listened to our season seven um, coverage. I wasn't on it. Um, I Great episode. Did we talk about a train at all on that episode? I might have missed it because I was it was walking. quick. OK, OK. I was all, walking. Be, yeah, Because all you have for a train is that one little scene with Ashley, really, where he's waking up with the new heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it's funny you say that because uh, I was rewatching it. And we got to the A train part with his brother for the finale episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot this scene happened. <laughs> like, it's a great yeah. scene, but like so much other stuff was happening. He, yeah. A train kind of snaked by real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll get to A train. You know, I have thoughts. Yeah, on we will. <laughs> um, this one, kind of like last episode, there's a lot of jumping around, but it's kind of just getting all of our 
involved parties to Vault Tower for this climactic ending. So I think we're just going to hit this chronologically. No buckets. So we're just going to rip it. Scene one is Homelander visiting Ryan. And this is the first scene. We get the confirmation that is the first half of the transaction between Homelander and Newman. The address that she gave him was indeed Ryan's address, which I feel like we kind of nailed that in the last episode. Ryan's starting to kind of get his powers. You know, he he has that fastball and Homelander comes down like the good dad he is and says, "Ah, I knew that fastball would come in sooner or later. And kind of just the dynamic where he's he's trying to be this kind dad. Oh, I come in peace. And Mallory, you know, on pins and needles, completely tense, trying to text for help. Um, It's really a shame that Homelander is starting to dig his claws into Ryan. And as we see through this episode, it's he's starting to influence them. Yeah. This was a pretty low key, um, you know, side effect or not side effect, uh, side story that kind of slipped under the cracks as, you know, we got butcher being his dad a lot and we were seeing that with the evilness, but he was also his dad in that scene with Ryan, where he was yelling at him. Like, do you, don't you ever thought like, I blamed you for Becca. Like he snapped like his dad. Um, and, that scene, that butcher freak out at Ryan was the worst thing ever for Ryan's mental health, yep. because uh, I think now Ryan is working on his superpowers, trying to throw the ball fast because of, you know, butcher separating himself. He kind of seems like he, he wants to use his powers because he feels like maybe he needs to protect himself. And Ryan saying, like, aren't you mad at me? for what i did and homelander is genuinely shocked his his reaction is like you know that wasn't your fault right like i, I would never be bad at you and it is just like you said sinking his claws deeper and deeper into ryan enough that ryan literally is calling him dad now like he's holding his hand and and learning how to fly it's it's horrible this felt like so genuine of homelander like Tony Starr is incredible because me, who genuinely like, I love to hate Homelander, but I, I genuinely hate Homelander. I'm, a lot of people <laughs> were in the camp, including you two, last episode saying, Homelander can't die. This whole this whole show will change. I'm in the camp of like, get this fucking guy out of here. He's like <laughs> the worst threat of all time. But Butcher, you're so right. I had the same thing. Butcher told Ryan, I'll always be there for you. I promise Becca this and that. And then he immediately was like, fuck you, kid. And now Homelander's telling him exactly what he needs to hear. So he is just going to fall deeper and deeper into Homelander. And I also want to say, I love how much they're showing you um, how heightened Homelander's powers actually are, like his sensory powers. Like Mallory, I can like hear you fumbling your fat fingers with that phone. Like he could smell (laughs) butcher on Maeve. Later he could say, he's like, I know exactly how you're feeling to Noir. I thought that was really smart that they did that this season. At first when he could smell butcher on Maeve, I know I was like, come on, like (laughs) whatever. But now I'm like that. That is so true. And also, how awful would it be if you're a homelander and can just like hear and smell and just have your sensory overload at all times? I would that be fucking terrible. Well, you said in a different episode, Supergirl, like they had an episode committed to her, like having to cancel out all those senses. Yes. So I'm sure mm-hmm. Homelander had to figure that out. Yeah. Um, 
also, you said this was a really genuine, like fatherly scene for Homelander. And we've seen that side of him. But also the lesson he's teaching Ryan is I'm not mad at you because that was just an accident. And was when you're as strong as you and I are, accidents happen. People yeah. die. But like, I'm the only one that gets that. It's totally OK. Um, not the best lesson to be teaching no. this young, super powered, super boy. But <laughs> though I digress. All right. Keep rolling along. We are outside Vought Tower and we have the hashtag Believe Starlighters versus the Homelander supporters. Um, and they're just protesting right outside the tower. It's like I said, the Believe Starlight versus the Starlight Lies, Children Die Chance. And it's just like MAGA versus the Libs, I, whatever you want to say. Either way, Ashley and Deep are in a panic. They're just like, yo, I got all these people outside Vought Tower protesting. Where the hell's Maeve? And they finally, you know, got the police chief to get a search warrant. So they're going to come to Vault Tower looking for Maeve, who was very much in Vault Tower. We got to get this chick out of here. So they knock Maeve out with gas. Ashley kind of has this moment where they yeah. lock eyes and are just like, Ashley, are you serious? You're going through with this. This is like you're treating me like an animal. I was shocked that Ashley is she's been so up and down this season. I love these genuine moments from Ashley because the things she's doing are genuinely terrible, right? Like they're bad things. So I'm glad to see some humanity come out of her. Um, but man, I, I have so much to say about Maeve. I can't wait till we get to it. So much <laughs> to say. This, uh, this was really cool because this was starlight, like quote unquote, doing it the right way. You know, that that's the whole Mm -hmm. the, the good guys vibe is they want to fight these bad superheroes, but they want to do it the right way. Um, so it's cool that Starlight was actually able to pull that off. You know, you get Maeve saying it later, like this was all because of you and like the uprising that you caused. So um, it was actually good to see somebody actually kind of win in the right way. Like I know Vaught goes around and, you know, gasses her and tries to hide her, but um, I feel like, there's a very few times that we've actually seen the boys get a win. And even Huey was like, dude, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of fighting fair. I want to fight 30 now because it's the only way to get done. So there was a little light at the end of the tunnel with that. Well, there's also a perfect scene with Huey in Starlight. The I told you so scene where he was oh, yeah. just like, no, you were yeah. right all along, but we'll get there. Uh, quick scene. There's a lot of like transitional scenes just trying mm -hmm. to get all our characters from point A to point B. Uh, so we quickly see Huey and Butcher at there's like three hideouts. One is the Flatiron, but there's also two different hideouts that are like nondescript and they're just places. So I can't really like discern one from the next, but they're at one of the many hideouts. Um, and Huey's brain is leaking again through his ears. Butcher's just like reminding Soldier Boy, hey, Homelander's not really your kid. Get out of your head. We got to complete the mission. Um, and then he says, look, we're going to go to Vault Tower, take out Noir, take out Homelander, and then we're square, right? That's going to be the end of the deal. And that's really the extent of that scene. Then we get the scene where Maeve just breaks out of her binds when she's in the SWAT truck getting you know, move to a different vault location, but she just whoops up on the guards and she breaks herself out. Great episode for Maeve. I will give them that. This is a awesome episode for Maeve. It it really, and this is going to start me off. It It's a, <laughs> such a good episode for Maeve. And it's like, you could have been doing this for three seasons with her. Like she, she is funny. She's badass. She could fight and she's beautiful. Like she is a boy's character, a quintessential boy's character. 
feel like they wasted her for three seasons. If this really is her end, they can always bring her back. But we go episodes long without seeing me. If we she was maybe I would like to see her credits actually throughout the three seasons because we go full episodes without ever seeing Maeve like in a row, not just like, oh, Maeve wasn't in this episode. It is episodes sometimes. And if she, if she is in it, sometimes it's just like a quick little scene. But mm-hmm. yeah, I looking back, she throughout all the seasons, she did have some awesome moments. But like you're saying, she was missing from a lot. Um, so I, I get why they kind of did it. Maybe because like the stories, like the main characters, like Huey and his immediate surroundings. But Maeve is such a badass character. Um, and her, I just think of her going, hey, Kraut, and then punching Stormfront yeah. last season when girls <laughs> get it done. I mean, that was like the ultimate Maeve scene for me. And then she comes up. I I don't care. I like this might be the ultimate Maeve scene later on in the episode, but she, she's a badass. I love I think- girls get it done. She's oh, also God. like, I always forget how, how strong she is. And I think it's completely validated in this episode where she can go toe to toe with Homelander for a bit. But I think Stormfront would have whooped up on Starlight and Kimiko. Um back in the girls get it done scene. So like me, just a beast. And to speak to what you were saying, Kathleen, part of the allure of the character for me was how for the first two seasons, she was this independent self self loathing, uh, uh, loner, excuse me, an independent self loathing loner (laughs) who really was damaged goods and kept everybody at arm's length. So it makes Mm -hmm. sense that she wasn't really a, a, major shaker or mover because part of the character was she didn't give a shit about anything except herself for so long. I agree. She never really chose a side. That's a great point. She wasn't a boy and she also fucking hates Homelander and them. So it is what it is. made her a badass though. Yeah. Oh my God. She's also, don't forget, she's been training fucking hard this season. Like she's quit drinking and has been like just training in her living room with swords and shit. Well, I always think too, like, do you think Homelander is really trained to fight because he's just the strongest dude ever? Like he doesn't need to know martial arts or anything. He just needs to know how to throw a punch. It's a good question. He was probably um, trained when he was a kid. Cause exactly what you're saying. He's, he's literally like one punch man. Like, well, I was ha- just like Maeve's technique probably leveled the playing field because once the last time Homelander had to break a sweat in the gym to keep up to par, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Definitely. He's getting totally. soft. Okay, so next scene, we got Frenchie is going to visit MM at yet another hideout, and he was able to secure a dose of the Novichok, the Russian nerve agent. So it's the only one on the eastern seaboard. It costs like three carloads of Starlight's money, but Frenchie secured the bag for him. And then we kind of have this Frenchie MM heart to heart where MM is just beating himself up about slugging Tom in the face. He's like, now Janine's always going to associate her dad with the image of him knocking out the stepdad. That's like a horrible thing for a little girl to see. And Frenchie's like, yo, you're kind of a piece of shit. You're one of the boys. That's what comes with the job. But you're also one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. You got to let Janine see the whole side of you and get the fuck back on. Oh, my gosh. Get the fuck back on the Lexapro, dude. <laughs> I love that. Just, you know, sort your shit out, man. This was a classic Frenchie MM scene because they can't be too nice to each other. It's just like even later, he's like calls him Euro trash or whatever he says. 
I love their relationship. Yeah, coked up Euro trash. I love their relationship. I love that this deadliest nerve agent ever is in this $10 bottle of Starlight's Wish. I love it all. Um, This is a perfect scene for me. I just love these two. I'm such a fan of Frenchie and MM. And I'm glad by the end of the episode, we're still we still have them both together because I wasn't sure where they were going to go. But I'm glad they're still with us. Yeah, these are arguably like the two biggest bros in the show. Like, I, I absolutely love the scene. Brian, you said that line. You know, Frenchie's like, you are a deeply like ruined and fucked up man. And so am I, but like, goddamn, if you're not one of the best men I've ever known in my entire life. And then MM like starts to shed a tear about that. It was great. Um, I also loved Frenchie saying, like, ah, dude, like, so you lost your shit. So what? I once took a Spaniard's ear off because he was chirping during a viewing of 27 dresses. And I was like, that's the most Frenchie. Like, we had the Golden Girls all last season. Now we're getting him like love in 27 dresses. He's the best. He's such a good character. Just how far this relationship has gone from season one, because when Butcher was reassembling the boys, they were at each other's throats. They didn't want to work with each other. And now they're just like the homies within the boys. It's it's perfect. And I love it. Putting it in the ten dollar bottle of Starlight's perfume is absolutely hysterical, too. What, what a disguise to transport it. But moving on, we have Deep and Ashley going to pay Homelander a visit in his penthouse. And he's just stewing, looking at the news. Vought stock is way down because of Starlight's Instagram live videos, et cetera, et cetera. And then they come in. Hey, Homelander. <laughs> so like we kind of had to try to move Maeve. It was totally Deep's fault. No, it was your you fault. Were, you were there. <laughs> These two bickering is just so perfect when an Ever they're on the screen. Um, but we get a smash cut to Black Noir storming through Vault Tower. He's got Buster Beaver on his side. <laughs> oh my gosh, he he's got a head of steam and he goes right into the penthouse and Deep and Ashley evacuate. They're just like, Yeah, we're gonna let you guys hash it out. Noir just has this sign says, Soldier Boy will come, we kill. And I was holding my breath this entire scene. I was like, how is Homelander going to react? I was not expecting the hug. And then the mm. little hearts come out, too. It was so cute. Um, and the birds saying, we're going to fuck up Homelander, soldier boy. It <laughs> still felt a little tense. I did not think that Homelander. Mm. I didn't think that Noir was completely in the clear. Definitely. Because exactly like the conversation that Homelander has with him later on in the episode is what Homelander's thinking right now. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure he was, he didn't know what he was going to do. And he was probably like, you know what, for right now, the best move, bust out one of your fake smiles that you showed to the people and just, just give them a hug, say like, Hey, good to have you back. Um, and yeah, I, I just love the animation of the little animals just following him everywhere. <laughs> His little support group. So Homelander really, really doesn't want to kill Noir. He wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like you think of like season one when he's like, not you, Noir, you're doing great. Like when he's screaming yeah. everyone out. I like to think that at this point, he's still giving Noir the benefit of the doubt. Like when the hearts come up, I don't think Homelander actually does want to kill him yet because later on we see him watching the video of soldier boy back in the day being like, Oh, we, we did him good or whatever the fuck he yeah. said back in the day. And I assume that's when he found through the archives that he was telling the truth that he actually is his father. Like, I think that Homelander until he found that out, 
wasn't going to kill Noir. And then he's like, again, I got to fucking kill this guy. But I love that he actually respects him. It's so weird because obviously Noir doesn't speak full sentences. <laughs> like, I guess kill. he's just been loyal for so long that like and doesn't say anything to piss Homelander off. I guess that's yeah. enough for him, really. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I still think we could just like tie Noir's guts up and send him pack and just like he shoved his brain back in his skull. I don't think I don't know if he's really dead yet, but I really? Oh, I thought he was dead. First. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's pretty much dead. He has the helmet later. We don't see him take his helmet off. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, I would love to see that, though. Like Homelander walks off after he goes like, you shouldn't have lied to me. And then he like circles back and he's like, oh, I'm going to need your helmet real quick. And like walks off. I wish yeah. they showed that. Uh, but this scene, Noir arguably saves Ashley's and the deep's life. Like yeah. Homelander almost snapped because he was going, where's Maeve? Like what happened to Maeve? And if mm-hmm. no, Noir didn't walk in for that distraction, they easily could have been a target of one of his freakouts. Agreed. Totally. Saved by the Noir. <laughs> nice one, Kathleen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next scene we got here is uh, Butcher and Huey are at a gas station. They're driving from their hideout to Vault Tower with Soldier Boy, assumedly. And Huey like, comes out of the bathroom with the hubcap on the key, whatever. And Butcher looks at him and says, man, you really are the spitting image of Lenny, aren't you? And he just knocks him right the hell out. And I was like, what the? No, I wasn't like, what the hell? I was just like, oh, for sure. You're saving him. That's really nice of you, dude. Um, but he goes back in the car. Soldier Boy says, yo, where's the cum guzzler? <laughs> Butcher's just like, oh, you were right, man. He betrayed you. Like, you were right the whole time. But don't worry about that, Gov. I'm going to get us into Vault Tower. Don't don't <laughs> even worry about it. Gov? Got it. Uh, yeah, I love that Soldier Boy can't call anybody by their name. It has to be some demeaning slur like come guzzler um so i just absolutely adored that um and i was so like at the end of episode seven i'm so butcher what the fuck are you doing like you're, you're not telling huey about the v like you're gonna get him killed like this is so unlike you this is your younger brother lenny basically and uh i can't believe i i didn't trust our boy butcher man he would never go through like that and actually hurt huey I should I shouldn't at least had a part of me that thought that was going to happen, but I thought Butcher went full kill Homelander time. You guys were sad yet last episode that he was going to. Yeah. You guys are sad. That <laughs> was like that's kind of messed up. He was yeah. just like confirming Huey, you're going to die for my cause. Um, they did a really good job, and it was perfect for a week to week podcast for us for them to leave us with that opinion. Sure. Um, but yeah, Paul, I was kicking myself too because we like doubled down on fuck butcher, man. That's a dick yeah. move. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, this is like the most butcher way to save him, too. It's like he's not gonna tell oh, you, yeah. he's just gonna knock you out and then give you all the details afterwards. Yeah, because Huey wouldn't let him go, you know. Huey was there's no way he was gonna be left behind, so no way so after that scene <laughs> after that scene <laughs> whoo, we get the really quick a train going to see his brother nate who is now in a Ugh. wheelchair paralyzed and this was a tough scene all around if i'm being honest because a train not only has to go see him and apologize but has to say 
hey, they also gave me a new heart, so I'm going to be able to run again and like get my entire celebrity back while you are in this wheelchair. And it is coming from the heart, his apology. He's like, honestly, none of that means anything without you. I feel horrible about what happened. You need to come be my trainer again. Vault will pay you. You can still work with the kids, etc. Nate's not having any of it. He's just like, nah, man, I've always been in your corner and you just always find a way to make my circumstances worse. I'm done sticking up for you. You're a freaking murderer. Get out of my house. Yeah, that line hurt hard. It was like, I don't want to murder in the same house as my kids. Um, and this was, this scene was like heartbreaking. And I was just thinking about Kathleen like two or three episodes ago when Nate actually got hurt. She was like, don't feel bad for A-Train. Don't feel bad for A-Train. Yeah. And it's it's so weird, right? Because A-Train... Like that hero gasm literally seemed like he felt bad and was trying to turn over a new leaf to Huey, but then he went and killed uh, Blue Hawk. So it's like a weird situation. If there's a horrible person or if there was a person that did horrible things, you know, killed people and then had a little period of realizing what he did, realized how horrible it was. Do you still like root for that guy or is he still like a villain even though if he would never if he never goes and kills anybody again or does anything wrong like do you root for him then even though he did all those horrible things it's hard not when you kill robin right off the bat no, no. <laughs> i'm not rooting for him the same way i can root for frenchy or huey but i am on board for his redemption story uh personally him going out and seeking vengeance on blue hawk that was a positive for me but it was very interesting how nate said no dude i wanted my kids to see his mugshot and for him yeah. to go down as a racist now he's going to be a martyr and vault's gonna he's gonna die a hero essentially like that's not what i wanted i to answer your question though paul i i am kind of rooting for a train's redemption and i think over the past three episodes he's genuinely been been trying to be a better person um and you know it's just not fallen his way in the world of the boys, right, in the VCU, it's like Blue Hawk was literally never going to have a mugshot on the TV. Like, he just wasn't. He was going to be douching around at every hero gasm for the rest of his life and doing all these injustices and shit. So I'm fully on board of A-Train killing that guy. That was an epic death, amazing boy's death. But I am fully on board with A-Train should have died on the street with Blue Hawk. I and. I'm so annoyed that he's still alive. His next season better be so epic, like a redemption <laughs> arc of redemption arcs. They have to make it worth keeping him alive because guess what? Nobody fucking died this season. I No one died. And A-Train would have been a good death. Like he died right after the apology to Huey that he seemed like he genuinely meant. He got this savage, like, uh, revenge on the guy who paralyzed his brother, and then he dies. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Sounds like a good arc to me. I they, don't know. they have to have a plan for A-Train, and I trust that they do. Also, uh, Maeve lost her powers. I don't know when we're going to see her again, so count that as kind of like a half-death. Noir, Noir died. Yes. Also, sorry. the songbird of our generation, Supersonic, died. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crimson Countess. They're both. Yeah, no, both we definitely songers. get some deaths, but yeah, yeah no, she like, is the summer. 
Wow, <laughs> multiple songbirds. We would have gotten a duet with yeah. Kids and Countess and and Supersonic oh if they stayed alive. About chimp. Yeah, that would have been anyway. awesome. <laughs> anyway, if only if only. So the next scene, we revisit Huey at the gas station. He's kicking rocks as Annie has to drive up. And he has to swallow his pride and hear her say, I told you so. And Starlight's like, did Butcher even tell you about the V24? Shit's fatal, dude. And Huey puts together, Butcher didn't just knock me out to be a dick. He saved me. And he's like (laughs) ecstatic. Oh, he does care. Yada, yada, yada. He spills his guts. I'm so sorry. I thought I was this guy, but I never should have followed Butcher and Soldier Boy. You were right all along. Just tell me. You told me so. And she does. Great, great uh, story about him realizing how his dad was there for him. And, mm. you know, maybe he wasn't doing things the perfect way, but he was he was there for him. Um, he was saying how he always thought he was weak because he never fought back. But if he did fight back, then Huey's, you know, quality of life definitely would have suffered growing up even though it wasn't the best as it was, because he said he was just sick of these pizza rolls and watching TV. Yeah. But um, it, it was almost like a coming of age for Huey. He was mm. realizing as an adult, like what this other adult was doing for him for to, to raise him and the sacrifices he was making. Um, and, and he was saying, you know, I thought it was weak, but he was, he was actually really strong for always being there. And Huey, he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to be there now. I'm going to, I'm going to be this strong guy and uh, do things the, the right way. I don't always have to be this hard out that fights back and takes V to kill people and get vengeance anymore. Yeah, it was really cute. I'm glad they brought the pizza rolls back because that's from a previous season of him yelling at his dad being like, I don't even fucking like pizza rolls. I'm not seven anymore. Like, I was yeah. just about to say they've been planting those seeds since like episode two of the series, the pizza yep. rolls. That's been like him and his dad's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, while they're in the call, Excuse- <laughs> car they get a call wow. wow they're in the car they get a call and it turns out to be queen mave who's just calling starlight to say hey i busted myself out of vault tower i'm at the hideout so starlight and huey go to group up with the rest of the boys mave is there um mm frenchie and kimiko are also at the hideout and huey walks in says hey mave glad you're okay Maeve responds with, it's like you wear a neon sign that says raw dog me. I'm a bottom. Yeah, love it. Really unnecessary, but chef's kiss. Yep. She's like always fucking hated Huey. Yeah. Back in season two was was the beginning of this. uh, Her calling him a twink and all this other stuff. And it just carries over there in like a crazy situation. Huey's being so nice. The first thing she says is, wow, dude, you just look weak. Um, and yep. I love MM, you know, she, babe has got her dirty feet from, you know, walking yep. on the street up on the coffee table and MM is sweating. He's sitting there looking at it, freaking out. <laughs> and he, he, that's all I can think about. He's not even talking to her. Um, and then as soon as they walk in and Maeve gives that line, he was like, all right, this is great. Um, I'm going to go and let you two hash it out. Cause I can't stand being around you. Yep. And MM was like, I'm following too. I can't be here. This was a really sweet girl moment between the two of them because they're kind of reluctant friends. I mean, on Maeve's side, Starlight, I think, always wanted to be Maeve's friend, but Maeve has been slow um, to to the friendship. But um, so Starlight's video 
really did help Maeve leave it up to the LGBTQ community to fucking band together and get me. Save the day. And, yes, exactly. I fucking loved that. It was just, it was a sweet moment. I'm um very, very happy they gave me. I mean, this isn't even the best Starlight Maeve moment. The later moments are even better than this. So, I, you know, I love a girl moment, a friendship moment. Would have been a lot better if you just came and broke me out, though. (laughs) (laughs) Also would have been a lot harder. Come on now. Uh, So we get a couple. Well, maybe just one quick scene here. It's Kimiko. Frenchie's in the bathroom trying to sneak in a line of coke. And Kimiko just like slaps him in the face. And it's like, dude, stop getting just high off your ass every single day. You're you're better than that. And Frenchie's just like beating himself up. He's like, no, no, no. I'm still that same dog on a leash. The only thing that changes is the owner. And Kimiko says a great line. She says, honestly, all those not years. How long has the boys been going on chronologically? All those years ago, you saw something in me when I was in the cage. And now I see something in you. And he's like, what could you possibly see in me? I see Moncour. Just a lovely Frenchie, you know, Mm -hmm. sweetheart, man. Like halfway through this scene, I was thinking, like, didn't we have this conversation three times already this season? Like these two sharing this moment, talking about like how I'm still a monster and the other one saying, no, you're not. Um, (laughs) I still loved it. Um, I loved Kimiko calling him an asshole and like her sign language for assholes to give the middle finger and just like run it or run circles around it with the other hand. I I just love the consistency and and curse words that she has for it. Um, Like, and her little thing for Moncure, like no way she had something. She totally just made that up as soon as her and Frenchie became, you know, close. It's a little, little wave of the hand, little nice little Frenchie thing. And, you know, in the end, I just, I, I, I think, I think the whole, I'm a monster but there's a good person inside of you underneath that dilemma is over. This might be the, it's gotta be right. It makes sense that they would have to keep reminding each other because you don't just, when you're that damaged, you don't just get told once like you're fun, you're cool. And you're just like (laughs) cured. It takes years of therapy usually. So at least they have each other to keep reminding them. So it does make sense that they keep repeating it, but I agree, Paul, that has happened a lot. this So Kimiko and Frenchie kind of make their way out to the living room and join the rest of the group. Uh, Huey is just catching everybody up because he found out that Homelander is Soldier Boy's biological son. And they have to wonder if we put these two guys in the same room, are they going to fight each other or hug? Like, what? what's the deal? How are they feeling about each other? Um, meanwhile, Starlight is on the phone with Fought Tower trying to call in an evacuation because... If these two forces meet at Vault Tower, Vault Tower is getting destroyed along with thousands of people. But of course, they don't take Starlight's call seriously because why would Vault? And MM then intervenes and says, all right, so the plan has to be we have to intervene and intercept Soldier Boy before he can make it to Vault Tower and fight Homelander, thus saving the thousands of people in the tower. So they're now prioritizing the lives of the citizens over their own goals of taking out Soldier Boy and or Homelander. But then Huey chimes in and says, we also have to save Butcher. And they're a little bit skeptical. Starlight's like, Huey, sometimes people just aren't even worth saving. They're too far gone. And I think that's when Frenchie comes in and kind of agrees and says, bonjour, Petit Huey. And we haven't heard Petit Huey in so long. (laughs) Um, But 
Huey kind of hammers down to the adversity that the boys are giving him. And he says, hey, through all my travels, I figured out that we need to save everyone, even if they don't deserve it, especially if they don't deserve it. We still got to save them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. They they saved Huey and Huey was doing the same thing Butcher was doing, you know, ditching the rest of the boys, you know, going behind their backs, literally was on board with drug and MM so they could strike a deal soldier boy. And you go and save Huey because you see the good on him. And Butcher has the good, too. It's just deep, deep, deep down underneath that. I think Huey said three deeps um, in there. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm on board. Butcher's, Butcher's kind of an asshole on the outside, but he's done nice things for everybody in the, in the group. Yeah, you got to save Butcher. He's the you guy. Have to, you have to save Butcher. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Butcher, this next scene is a Soldier Boy and Butcher heart to heart where we get the true Soldier Boy origin story, I guess. And they really find common ground with their uh, with their fathers because both of their fathers were horrible people. Uh, Butcher, we saw last episode, abusive, beat the kids, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but Soldier Boy says his own dad never really laid a finger on him. He just constantly reminded Soldier Boy what a disappointment he was. And the Soldier Boy origin story is similar to Captain America in the MCU. However, Soldier Boy never had a heart of gold. He was a problem child who got kicked out of boarding school. Um, and his father kept telling him what a big disappointment he was, could never live up to the name. So he went to Dr. Vaught, got in these clinical trials for the Vaught research, whatever, and got injected with compound V. And the kicker is when he went back to his dad, strongest human on planet Earth, his dad said a real man wouldn't have taken that shortcut. You're still a disappointment. So even Soldier Boy, strongest guy on the planet, big manly man, still has those insecurities and some daddy issues. And I think we know another big bad superhero who has some daddy issues. His name's Homer. And then you got Butcher with daddy issues there, too. So the three mm. of them really make a great mix. All right. So Soldier was what? Like 70, 80 or something now? Like, it's I know when you have issues as a kid, it's not easy to get rid of them. But, like, come on. Can't you realize that your dad was a horrible human being and just was not a good person? So his opinions should mean nothing to you. But I don't know. That's just I'm not a therapist. <laughs> it's hard to just get over that kind of neglect coming yeah. from your parent i i can't possibly put myself in those shoes i love my parents personally they rock <laughs> love you mom and dad <laughs> Me too. to wrap up that conversation soldier boy says you know i always wanted to have kids of my own because i wanted to prove that i could do it better than what my father did. And that's a common theme. Homelanders always wanted kids because he kind of wanted to prove that he could be a better father than I guess Vogelbaum or whatever. Um, and then Butcher has to come in and remind him once more, hey, don't get too attached that you didn't name Homelander. You didn't raise Homelander. He's not really your kid. He was grown in a test tube to replace you. Keep that rage. Um, and then he reminds him at the end of the day, we had a deal. So fucking honor it, bro. Moving on, though, speaking of Homelander, we have kind of the other half of the Homelander and Noir stuff. And Noir is sharpening his swords and Homelander reminds him, no matter how sharp you get them, they're never going to cut through Soldier Boy. And 
Homelander's trying to gauge, hey, you used to be in payback with him. Is he really all that bad? And Noir says, yeah, he's really that bad, dude. Going to underline these so you get the point. And then he kind of just starts speaking at Noir says, well, I did comb through the Vought archives and confirm that Soldier Boy is, in fact, my biological father. And... You know, Noir, I've always been able to see through you, even though everybody says you're hard to read. I can literally see through that mask, your little crooked nose, your twisted smiles. I can even tell when you're telling the truth or not. So tell me the truth, Noir. Have you known this whole time that Soldier Boy was my dad? And Noir does tell him the truth and he gets punished for it. Ripped Noir. Uh, Okay. what are the chances that he's 100 percent dead? What are the what are the chances that he's dead? Ninety nine point nine nine nine. I'll I'll dial back to ninety five. Okay, cool. That he's dead. That's what I think. I wasn't really thinking about it too much, just because the way that uh, what's a Buster Beaver was like. Soon you'll be with Christ the Lord. <laughs> um, so I assume because of that he was done and out of there. But I I was to be honest very disappointed if that's the way he went out. If if Homelander kills him. That's fine. But like we've almost seen him get super destroyed. He was blown up in season two and like his skin was basically gone, but he was still alive and moving and it was fine. I I understand that his intestines were literally out of his stomach. So maybe he can't heal if there's nothing there to heal. Um, And that's the, and maybe Homelander fucking knew that. I wish Homelander just shoved a bunch of almonds in his mouth and killed him that <laughs> way because that would have been awesome. Um, but uh, again, Tony Stark's acting, unbelievable facial acting, like the the little twitches of sadness of, of and anger between like, oh my God, you knew this the whole time and you lied to me. I thought you were my friend. It's just unbelievable. I, like, I want to know how many takes they do per shoot and, or if he just nails this every single time. Homelander said several times how he's wanted the seven, his team to be like his family. I feel like he has never gotten that maybe from Maeve a little bit, but I think he always thought of Noir as kind of that family for him on the team. So I think he he was pretty broken up to have to kill Noir like this. I agree. Uh, what's the final line that he says when he pulls his fist out? He's like, you shouldn't have, should have told me the truth or you shouldn't have lied just, to me or something. Just like you should have told me. Oh my yeah. God. You should have told me. I think that I totally agree that that was an anticlimactic death for Noir. That's one of the notes I have. Um, like if it was his death, what the heck? If it wasn't his death, what the heck? Like, I, I don't know. There were, I wanted there to be a noir and soldier boy showdown for one. Like, I kind of wanted to see them in all of their like all that old tension just rush back up and fucking I'm sure soldier boy would have absolutely lost his mind in the presence of noir. It seems like he hated him the most, really. And And they said noir was the one who was leading the charge of getting rid of soldier boy. But the reason that I kept thinking, I don't know, maybe he is still alive is because of you guys at the last episode, you you guys were, were like really talking about what is Noir's power. Is it that he can't die certain things? And I'm like, the boys are right. You just tie him right back up, tie your intestines back to like your kidney and just shove it right back in. And you're just like, yeah, bopping back around. 
So in the animation, they made a point to show us him pick up his brain off the ground and just like plop it back in his skull. I thought he might be dead because I thought I saw Homelander go in, grab and pull some shit out and walk away with some of his mm. internal organs. So you can't put those back in. Sure. I, this feels like a death death to me, but you never know. I, I like that 95 percent, Paul. That sounds yeah. about right. You know what, Kathleen, you just made me think of um, when he had that accident where he literally fought Soldier Boy and got like destroyed and he didn't have the same mental capabilities. Maybe they do exactly what you say, you know, tie his stuff back there, throw him in and he comes back, but has like memory loss. Maybe he's like still alive because of whatever his power is, but he's not even the same like noir anymore. But yeah. but I totally agree that I wanted to see him go ape shit on Soldier Boy. I wanted to see why he was one of the best superheroes in the seven and so strong. Um, and I feel like we got cut short a little bit with that. Yeah, I think that uh, if they should have paired Maeve's memoriam like commercial or whatever that was in the end with Noir. Like if, if he's dead too, you have to do damage control. So why not pair the two and say he also died in that mix? You know what I mean? Like you would think they were like Noir and Maeve, two heroes died saving the saving you You instead of just Maeve. So I don't know there. There's always like, it's like i don't know do we trust the little animations to really show that he's dead dead or i don't know <laughs> who's to say true that is his thoughts so that's not that's not confirmation by any means the little yeah. characters after this conversation i cannot completely close the door on a noir return cool. and well, i think that's where we'll leave it at the mm-hmm. end of season three here uh Definitely. but moving on we have the boys going back to the Flatiron hideout to confront Butcher. And it's Maeve that knocks on the door. And then MM's right behind her with a pistol and, you know, gets in his face. Oh, are you on the V24 right now? What happens if I pull the trigger? <laughs> and Butcher's got that crazy look in his eyes like, do it, motherfucker. Try me. Love Butcher's that crazy look. Crazy, man. I, <laughs> I love that look, too. Um, but then Huey, the nice guy, tries to step in and and play the Lenny role. Like, hey, man, I I think you want me to reel you back in like Lenny used to do. Like, this is one of those moments. Um, and, and we also have Frenchie standing up to Butcher and making it more democracy, <laughs> asking for dental and like, et cetera, et cetera. And everyone's like, hi, Frenchie, we got you. Can we go space? <laughs> so proud. Yeah. Because like it, 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 yeah, pants the butcher or pants the butcher, MM and Huey, and they're like, what is happening right now? The French is going off. And then it goes to Kimiko and she has the widest smile on her face. I'm so proud of you for standing up. And what Huey say, like, or Frenchie say, he was like, No, my asshole will remain open. Um, and he starts your cable, actually. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Um and everything was was absolutely perfect. And what you said, he he starts rambling. He's like, "We should have paid vacation days and dental." And then he was like, "All right, all right, all right. back to back to the main focus." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this scene kind of happens really quick. Maeve snatches the bottle of the Russian nerve gas and chucks it out the window, which I was not expecting. And while Butcher. It seemed like Huey was kind of convincing Butcher, but when Maeve throws that out the window, she says, no, fuck that. Huey Homelander has to die no matter what. And Starlight tries to put up a fight, but then Soldier Boy walks in and they're not 
overthrowing those three, Butcher, Maeve, and Soldier Boy. Uh, so apparently there is a safe, a human-sized safe in the Flatiron building. So they say, everybody get in the human-sized safe that has been here the whole time, and we're going <laughs> to leave you there. And we're going to go take on Homelander. And Butcher is smart to turn off the lights so that Starlight's powers couldn't work. But they did. Yeah. I think because they had flashlights. Her electricity power. Like, I think she still has strength. Yeah. But yeah. Her, her power to draw on the ambient electricity mm-hmm. or whatever that is, she couldn't use. Do you think Maeve made a two one second decision to throw that? Or do you think she had plans to do that prior? To like be like, um, these guys want to stop whatever's going to happen in this building to save like the thousand, two thousand people that have worked there. But Homelander's got to go. So I'm going to throw this the second I get the chance or in that moment. She was listening. She made a decision, grabbed it and threw it. I think it's the latter. I hope it's not the former. I, I have a feeling that as soon as she did it, I was like, I'm surprised I didn't think of that because her whole yeah. thing is I hate Homelander. So much. He is the reason I can't escape. He is like the reason I hate my life. So she was probably thinking about betraying them and just waiting until she was with other people that could take Homelander down like Butcher. I don't know if she necessarily planned on fighting with Soldier Boy. Maybe that was just like a happy coincidence Mm -hmm. um, that he was like going along with for the ride. But uh, I definitely think her number one goal this whole time was kill Homelander. Agreed remember? with that. I think I think that was her priority as well. I was gonna say, remember when Butcher and Maeve fucked? That feels like right, a long time ago. Seems like a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Butcher you Butcher opened the door and Maeve yeah. was there, and he was like, "Oh, I thought you were dead. Like maybe we can bang <laughs> yeah. again." Like he thought he was about to get lucky. And then with the, the absolute cock block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, literally. for real. Yeah. So moving right along, we get a scene with Deep, Ashley, and A-Train who are listening to the voicemail of Starlight panically saying, you got to evacuate, you know, Soldier Boy is going to blow it up. And the three of them in that room agree, hey, we should take this seriously and evacuate, right? Enter Homelander who says, no, we must project strength. And Deep says, yeah, strength. That That's right. You're right. <laughs> Ashley's exactly. like... Oh, I hate you so much, Uh, though we digress. (laughs) And this is kind of just so Homelander walks in with Noir's mask and then he kind of just puts each of these three, Ashley, A-Train and Deep in their place. He says, you know, like I was saying earlier, I always envisioned this team, the seven, when they told me I got to select it, they would be my family. And you guys have been such a disappointment. Deep fucked an octopus. Um, Take off your wig, actually. Yes. (laughs) And what does he say to Uh, A-Train? Well, he tells A-Train, you killed one of your own kind. Then he starts playing the soups, lives matter card. And you're going to make a public apology and tell the world that we are the divine justice or whatever. Um, But yeah, and what he says to Deep, too, is we find he whispers something in his ear to which Deep says, oh, no, that's treason. But we find out the next scene is Deep showing up at Lamar Bishop's house and drowning the the presumed VP candidate for Bob Singer. Um, Mm -hmm. And that has implications that we'll get to. I am proud of myself for making a point to be like Lamar Bishop. That guy is a person that needs to be remembered. First thing I thought of when that scene happened. I was like, B Toms, you you son of a bitch. You called it. <laughs> um, you knew he was gonna be a like a, a big scene and key player in the finale. And um definitely uh 
so I was assuming from that phone call that he wasn't publicly announced as the vice president candidate right. yet. I think he was like, it was going to be announced. And so Newman before that happens was like, all right, I'm going to take him out and, and slip in there. And yeah. what was the, the president? Um, uh, not the president, the, the dude running for president, Bob Singer, Bob Singer, Dakota, Bob, Dakota, Bob. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if he picked Newman or was threatened by her and Homelander and was like, you're going to pick Newman as your VP now. I don't think Newman did any threatening. Homelander may have. I think Newman likes to play it pretty straight and narrow. I mean, she's popping heads when she needs to, but I think <laughs> yeah. everyone else thinks that Newman is a pretty like straight candidate you know what i mean whatever that word like non what is it what do they call like political crooked people? crooked like not not crooked at all yeah. you know straight <laughs> you know? yeah you're right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um she was also kind of in his inner circle i guess because she was at the campaign rally that homelander was speaking at she was like kind of in his circle so it kind of makes sense that she would be the backup choice but she clearly saw her opportunity to get the vp nod and she went for it with homelander um kathleen i also think it was you that was saying the deep has had some pretty comical storylines and we want it or maybe it was kyle that said he wanted to see a more serious storyline for the deep i would say making him assassinate the vice president nominee they kind of made it goofy because it was the deep like in a pool (laughs) and it was a little ridiculous but that is a serious action for him and i think he's probably going to suffer the brunt of homelander's craziness in the upcoming season because he's pretty tied down to being his right hand man and bitch boy at vaught he literally said anything for you, Homelander, after he said the tree is not. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't couldn't agree more. I think he's actually going to be doing a lot of the dirty work that Homelander yeah. is just going to send him to go off. And real quickly, I say this almost every time he's on the screen, but Chase Crawford, the Deep's actor, absolutely ripped, dude. His veins are popping all over those arms. It's a vascular man. We can quick cover like the tiny little scene at the end too when Deep is crying watching um Cassandra yeah. into Deep, like and- basically telling her story, whatever. So he doesn't even have her anymore. So he's really gonna be spiraling. He's gonna be like doing Homelander's dirty work, doesn't have her to keep him in line, at least keep him smart. He's just gonna be like absolutely spiraling next season. I mean, it's the perfect pan out from that scene because it zooms out to a portrait of Homelander on the throne and yeah. Deep just with his trident mm-hmm. being his yeah. right-hand man. So, yeah, things are going to get bad for the deep. I, that's pretty much assured. Agreed. So, Lamar Bishop, the VP, is now dead, assassinated by the deep. Moving on, we go to Starlight, breaking the rest of the boys out of the safe. Who knows how that worked? But she steps out and she says, all right, they got a big head start on us, but I know a way to at least ensure we can get into the tower. So Frenchie kind of formulates this ridiculous plan. He's like, we don't have any more Novichok, but it turns out that the one laboratory in New York that might have all the chemicals I need to make it, it's right at Vaught Tower where we're going anyway. So all we have to do is give me enough time to make this nerve agent while you guys defend me against Soldier Boy and Homelander. Easy peasy, right? 
But good enough for me. Yeah, it's yeah. good enough for the boys. Huey, <laughs> Huey, stop it up. Oh, I love that. And Starlight was like, you know, fuck it. Uh, I'm into it. And this is where MM had that line that you were talking about earlier, where he was like, bro, like most important day of my life. And I'm counting on coked out Euro trash to get me through it. And he pulls out that like double barrel, like quad, quad barrel shotgun, whatever the hell that was out of his desk. And he was like, shit's crazy. I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. You are a madman. MM's a badass. Now this is where it really fucking heats up. Mm. Take us through it, Tagsy. So Homelander is watching these old Soldier Boy World War II propaganda videos. I think, Kathleen, you were talking about it earlier where he's just like, oh, I served the Ivan some mm. good old fashioned American frontier justice, which is kind of some adjacent Homelander ideologies there. Yeah, the but- classic line. You know, oh, I'm not the real hero. These guys are the real heroes. Yeah. And Homelander actually like smiles and chuckles at it. He was like, like father, like son, man. I, yep. I say that all the time. He knows the line. I do want to say that if this scene is after he kills Noir, then my whole theory just was bust. I thought it was in between the killing. I thought like that was him looking into the archives. And that's what led him to be like, mm. I know. Did you know? It, OK, it, it literally <laughs> says like archives, like what archives there to the left of the screen while he's watching that video. So I'm sure he went there before. Yeah, to, he's not the first time he's combed the archives. Sure, sure. So in walks Butcher with Soldier Boy and Maeve and immediately Soldier Boy asks, where's Noir? Well, Homelander killed him because he was lying to me all this time about you, Soldier Boy, and that you are my father. And Homelander says, hey, I know what it feels like to be betrayed by your own team. Payback betrayed you. My seven betrayed me. But if we were to band together, nobody could possibly oppose us. We would just be too strong. And this is where Butcher kind of has to chirp in. It's Soldier Boy making his decision in front of us. I was kind of holding my breath because you really don't know which way he's going to go until the conversation starts to steer that way. Butcher's chirping in. Hey, keep your head clear. He is not your kid. Just remember that. And Homelander says, but at the end of the day, I am your blood. And what's more is there's more to the bloodline and he pulls Ryan out of the side room. And this was a surprise that I don't know why I wasn't expecting it because of the earlier scene, but I wasn't. And I was like, oh, damn, he's bringing Ryan into the mix. It's pretty bold. We we actually talked about that real briefly last episode. We were saying, like, is is he going to bring Ryan in and try to persuade Soldier Boy with like, oh, this is your grandson. And the fact that that's what that's what he did. It was pretty crazy. Um, and Ryan completely, I don't want to say brainwashed because he's just a little kid and he's just doing, you know, what these superhero adults are telling him. But he's like, hey, grandpa, it's great to yeah. meet you. So like he's <laughs> he's literally getting like Homelander's uh, manipulation too, and like trying to suck in Soldier Boy. And I the I'll say it again, dude. Tony Starr, unbelievable, unbelievable acting here. Mm -hmm. I just, it's so crazy to me that like Butcher and Soldier Boy just like walked into a room with Homelander. Like he's just like smells him and is like scorched earth, huh? Like scorched earth and it's so good. And it's also like, how are these two just walking into a room? Like, go to a field somewhere or like fight, yeah. go fight in a battlefield. Like, what are you doing in this like office building? Just being like, 
Hey, we just took an elevator probably up 50, 99 floors just to come <laughs> yeah. fight you. you know what I mean? It's so it's, wild. Yeah. If you told us, you know, at the season one that, you know, the, the a legendary superhero soldier boy was going to walk in to fight Homelander in vault building. And you'd be like, bullshit. No yeah. way. They can't do that. Yeah. So this cool. Dope. The boys made it happen. Um, but. Homelander makes his family pitch. We could be a happy family. And Soldier Boy puts his hand on his shoulder and essentially says, I wish I could have raised you and taught you father to son. Maybe if I did, I could have made you better and not some weak sniveling pussy start for attention. And it fans to Butcher and Maeve and they just start smirking like, yes. Uh, and he finishes. But there's no fixing that now. You're a fucking disappointment. And they scrap. He gets like a cheap quick shot in and instantly Maeve and Butcher are on, are on him. He starts doing the explosion. It's primed and ready. He wasn't getting out of it. Ryan lasers Soldier Boy and then Soldier Boy retaliates against Ryan, sends him flying. His face is bloodied and Homelander drops everything to protect Ryan and make sure he's OK. Soldier Boy gets another clear shot. And this time Butcher betrays it and this is one of the biggest issues i had with the episode i don't think seeing ryan butcher should have been fuck homelander over anything else at this point in the series he's committed his entire life to it that seemed a little bit light for him to turn heel and go against soldier boy to protect ryan and to an extent homelander so i think that seeing Ryan was so unexpected for him that it really like swept his feet kind of like he was seeing Becca, not really Ryan. You know what I mean? And Becca was the only thing that could keep him in line versus his hatred for Homelander. He loved Becca more than he hated Homelander. Once Becca died, that's when he was that scorched earth. Right. So I think that like, well, I agree. So my hot take with Ryan was I wish they killed them both because now you have two threats. Now you have Homelander and Ryan, who's going to grow up to be a little baby Homelander, which we see at the end. His little smirk tells you yeah. everything. Holy fuck. But I was like, I was texting Kyle and Luke and I was like, they needed to just he, he should just fucking absolutely radiate radiation blasted Homelander and Ryan. Fuck those two. And they were like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I get it. He's a kid. I don't want Ryan to die, but he's going to be a huge threat now too. under. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Brian, to go off of what you didn't necessarily like, um, I would, I would agree. I could see why people wouldn't necessarily think it was enough. Um, personally, I kind of, I kind of liked it because I, I almost saw it as he said what he said to Ryan that, that got Ryan all mad at him to separate ryan from his butcher's life right now he doesn't want to bring in ryan and, and put him in danger and it seems like he almost forgot about his promise that he made to becca because he he had the ability to take out homelander and he almost you know seeing red and he had blinders on you know i'm only going to focus on taking out homelander and it was like as soon as ryan got hit by soldier boy and he saw ryan hurt and bleeding he was like i am such an asshole like i didn't keep my promise just for a little bit and look what's helping look what's happening to ryan now like this is becca's memory like this is this is what she left behind and and i'm just like pissing on it 
Um, and you can kind of see him realizing that, like he slowly looks at Maeve and Maeve is like, bro, are you really about yeah. to ditch and turn on me right now? And he's like, sorry, babe. And he, and he uh, lasers <laughs> soldier boy. And uh, I kind of liked it. It was a really hype moment because you have Butcher standing up to the, arguably the strongest or second strongest man in the world. And he's like, not the kid. And Soldier Boy's reaction is pretty much what you were saying. He's like, dude, this whole time, like you're kill a homelander, kill a homelander, no matter what it takes. And now this little kid is uh, is changing your mind. Butcher goes on to say, you know, he's my wife's son. And Soldier Boy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Homelander fucked your wife, and now you want to keep the little fucking toddler? Like, what the hell is that? He's like, I made a promise. Um, so it, it's it's kind of cool. It's almost like Butcher remembering the promise to me and fully uh, almost feeling the whole weight of that promise again. This conversation I, made me feel better about it. Um, yeah. And I think some of my quarrels might have been that after two and seven eighths of the boys to have his entire mindset change in one minute of screen time was it just happened very quick. But maybe that's the point. It was a split uh, split decision. He only had a second to make it and it all like happened very quickly. So mm-hmm. thanks for talking that out. I, I have more of an appreciation for that decision. So this is where one of my biggest things comes in, and I'm hoping that you two have an answer for this. So I come from Supergirl lore or whatever it is, and you can't make Kara bleed unless there's kryptonite around. You know what I mean? Like you really she's just not going to bleed. And so my thing is, I I think I'm almost positive how is Homelander bleeding so easily now? Like Maeve is beating him up and she could just be really strong. But like that bruise after that gigantic fight in episode six in Herogasm, he comes out with a little bruise and now he's like knife in the ear, a pen in the ear, whatever it is, like bloody nose, his mouth split. Like what's going on? Help me out here. I took it as, so what what did he bleed from initially it was just she punches him in the nose but gets a sucker punch like she gets a clean shot at him mm-hmm. I, I think kathleen it's a little bit of a testament to mave is that strong okay like okay. she's yeah. one of the few people that are able to like if she lands a punch it could hurt him mm. yeah I, that's what i was getting especially with her her training you know maybe in that big spectacle fight in in the end of the hero gasm episode Maybe he didn't get punched square in the nose. Maybe he just got punched in the cheek. Um, and Maeve was able to, you know, actually hit that weak point on the nose and, and give him a short little nosebleed. And I just absolutely loved it. I, I can see why people might be a little upset because Homeland is supposed to be like this indestructible being. Yeah. Um, but looking at Maeve's face and watching her smile, being like, holy shit, I just punched Homeland and made him bleed. I'm the fucking best. This is like the this is the best day of my life. Um, and then it was also terrifying to see Holander like touch it and see it, and then realize what happened, and then like, okay, I'll I'll be gonna start taking you out because holy shit, I we didn't even talk about how in the beginning of this when Maeve and Homelander first start start going at it, Maeve is like, hey asshole, and starts throwing punches, and he's like he's like the tall guy holding his arm out and yeah. holding the little kid back. Just like, hey, you can't even touch me at first. And he's like shoving her away saying, not now. I got bigger issues to deal with. 
and she actually surprises him so much. And I think that blood is the trigger that is like, fuck, now I need to take you seriously. He didn't think he would have had to. He thought he could just hold her off like that. I, I was almost more happy to see Maeve versus Homelander than I was any of the Soldier Boy versus Butcher stuff. I think that was the more entertaining fight. Uh, But to kind of continue with that Homelander versus Maeve one-on-one, once Homelander does realize, oh shit, I got to fight back, boy, does he start to fight back. And he starts out by gouging out her one eye and then just like knocking her into the corner. But like our girl's not done. She keeps going and going. And I respect that. Meanwhile, Butcher is out here He's scrapping it up with Soldier Boy, but eventually Soldier Boy overpowers him. He's strongest super round. And right when he's about to do the finishing shield bash, Starlight and MM come in. Starlight gives him like the energy flash, whatever. So now we have a little bit more of an even fight. Um, We kind of jump through all the boys in their various locations in Vault Tower. We also see Frenchie and Kimiko are in the lab starting to make the Russian nerve gas and Kimiko is listening, puts in the headphones, is listening to Maniac and is like (laughs) dancing along, finally embracing that inner monster and her superhero powers. Um, I really enjoyed that scene personally, her dancing just like finally being happy to be her. Last episode uh, when Kimiko had her little heart to heart with Starlight when they were drinking. She Kimiko was watching that in the background, and it was that music video. And then it showed the little dancer, like with a close up on the feet, going like heel toe, heel toe. And um, yeah, exactly. And uh, Kimiko is just loving it. She's like swinging her head, dodging bullets, just <laughs> dancing. Um, she's doing the dance too. Um, and Eventually, when she does like get the soldiers down and like she starts slamming him to the ground to the beat of the song, it's like never, like you never. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, and I was like, Kimiko, you're getting a little lost here because she was scratching that dude's face out. Well, this other dude is like getting back up, and eventually, God does get a shot off. But Kimiko was able to hit the gun lower, so Frenchie only got hit in the ankle. And then she mm-hmm. absolutely ends that other guy. So <laughs> this is a decent time to bring up the episode title is the instant white hot wild. That is a reference to, I think it's the boys comic issue 38, whatever, but I believe it is the backstory to Kimiko's comic book equivalent. Like that's kind of the comic that focuses on her origin story. So that's where the title of the episode came from, which I thought was weird. Cause I wouldn't think of this episode as like a yeah. Kimiko no. specific episode, but Hey, we'll take it. Yeah, definitely. So anyway, continuing on, uh, Frenchie finishes making the chemical and he got shot in the ankle, like Paul said. So he's like, Kimiko, go take it to the main stage like I'm good here. You just go help out the rest of the boys. Meanwhile, uh, Soldier Boy takes knocks Butcher unconscious and then he kind of walks up to Starlight to finish her off one v one. And boy, Starlight is a pushover, is she not? It really, really, really sucks, but she is not a strong soup at all. Huey (laughs) is seeing Soldier Boy close in on her. Oh, shit. What's going to happen? Should I take the V-24? No, I'm going to give her all the light sources ever, and we're going to see the strongest version of Starlight. And it was so hype. I'm like, oh, she's about to go in. She fires one energy blast and then she like gets knocked out i'm like yeah. what what is this why are you doing our girl so dirty that is my biggest gripe with this episode 
We we said season two when we learned about her giant weakness of she can't use her electricity powers if there's no electricity around. We were like, that is a huge weakness. That was like <laughs> way worse. That is way worse than kryptonite. Um, and we see the limitations of it, but seeing what she could be, like taking in all that electricity, Huey. First of all, Huey making the right decision and not take the V24. Didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to naked teleport in there. Very good for him. Um, But watching Starlight be like almost like full potential Starlight, she was literally flying. Like she was able to now like hover, um, which was great because of the the Mave line in the end. Um, But watching her being able to one shot, not one shot, but knock out Homelander, make him disoriented for long enough to, to be sworn by everybody else and get the mask on him. I mean, that's that's pretty intense, and that is pretty powerful by Starlight. But I agree, she can be very vulnerable at times. I was even going to say, if that is the ceiling of her power, pretty not that powerful, though. Like, all she was able to do was knock him back. He wasn't even, like, down. He got right back up. They just, like, took him in the confusion, kind of. I'm hoping that, like, maybe she has to learn how to, like, use that power better. Mm-hmm. And become a like, badass. I don't know. I think she's <laughs> super, super weak for what she is. And I, I think they do her do. Uh, excuse me. Do her dirty. Yeah. It's like maybe she can increase the radius of which she can draw in electricity powers or something. But, you know, going back to season one, watching her fight a train at the warehouse. Um, it's almost like, OK, she seemed really powerful there. Is it less she was powerful and A Train's not as strong as, as I think because A Train's A Train is strong as shit. So I don't know if those two fought again. I don't know if she would win unless she was like surrounded by insane electricity. That's also when he had his heart attack, right? Yeah, like we, like she we thought he was even... like died. Mm-hmm. He was like ODing on the compound B. I don't know. I thought it was really lame, and I hope they. Correct I thought that it was wrong. Hype. And then I thought it was hype until it wasn't when she finally <laughs> did the attack and it was like, eh. and then she okay. like passes out from the that could have been so much better. She could have just completely knocked him out and then yeah. MM could have just put it on his face. But I, I don't know. But I did not feel good about that at all. Though I digress, Kimiko and Starlight are able to pin Soldier Boy down. MM comes on with the gas mask and puts Soldier Boy to sleep, and he gets in the good lines while he's putting him under and just says, see, you're just nothing but a racist, and now you're going to go back to where you belong. So he gets a little bit of his closure there. Real quick, just to uh-huh. one little one little fight scene that we missed. Um, it was Butcher lasering the shield that Soldier Boy mm. has. We had MM in the background shooting the shotgun and the shield breaks and MM's like, yeah, fuck your shield, motherfucker. <laughs> Un- unbelievable to see how hype he was. It was so cool. That's when he actually, um, Kimiko comes up and tries to like sly- slyly put the mask on him, but he catches her by the throat and flings her off to the side a little bit. That's why she's not exactly in the fight. Um, same with same with uh, Butcher. Um, and then the end of the main thing real quick, uh, she's crawling away. Uh, from the Homelander, we, we got to there. And what it was, was uh, a metal straw, a reusable straw is what a- was able to, you know, no disorient Homelander. So whoever started the get rid of plastic straws, replace them with metal straws, reusable ones, 
literally saved Maeve right there. Could have been the deep in his eco-friendly initiatives that he yeah. does it, not himself follow, but it, it could have been. <laughs> could have been. But, it's gonna be like, a thing, right? That's not the end of she like scraped his brain or something. I think that's gonna be a lasting thing. It, I don't know if it's gonna be lasting, but I was like, can he heal from that? Like all soups don't have yeah. crazy healing powers. He had a, a bruise on his cheek that didn't heal automatically. He's not like Kimiko who, you know, just needs a little bit of time. I was like, dude, your brain got stabbed like that. That has got to do some, some damage. So I actually right. didn't think about that. It looked like recurring coming back, but definitely could. Yeah. So things happen really, really quick when she stabs him in the ear when mm gets the gas mask on soldier boy he starts saying i ain't going back in that box and essentially just threatens to blow up everybody the tower and kill everybody in the tower things slow down mave makes eye contact with starlight and they both say with their eyes we're fucked what are we gonna do and mave makes the sacrifice you know she I don't even know what to say, but it was a really badass moment because it was one fail swoop where she like punches away Homelander, makes a sprint at Soldier Boy and just dives out the window and takes it on the chin. Um, I thought I thought Maeve was going to be dead here. Personally, I also was just like, is Soldier Boy going to be dead here, too? Like, I didn't know what the resolution for either of them was going to be. Of course, we do get it this episode. But in that moment, I was like, whoa. My brain, you should have seen me, the rage when I thought Maeve was dead. I was like, <laughs> I was like, first of all, bury your gaze trope, right? Like, just avoid it if you can. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, she's besides her uh, Elena, obviously, she's the only queer person on the show. You don't give her enough. I'm already salty enough that I don't give her enough scenes, not because she's gay. And I love that. You know that. But just because she's a badass woman who could be like super cool. Um, But when I was like on a fury rampage texting Kyle and Luke, because I wasn't sure if you two had seen it yet. <laughs> and I was just texting Kyle and Luke, like, what the fuck? I was like, they could have done so much with her and they didn't. And then later when I saw she was alive, I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. We're cool. Like I had to like take I'm a over breath. it. Um, but I will say that if she truly is gone, we are missing a very good opportunity for some Margot eye patches um, mm, in the next true. season. She would have been fucking hot in some like regal, elegant <laughs> eye patches. But pirate queen Maeve. I know. Doug. I still think that she. They could have done much more with Maeve, but I, I mean, this is exactly what Maeve wanted, right? She was pumped when she heard that Soldier Boy had the powers to take away powers yeah. with this blast. So honestly, it was selfless and a little bit maybe selfish at the time. Like, cross my fingers, maybe I'll survive it. Take away my powers. Yeah, she got it, what she wanted. Yeah, which which was nice because she said, you know, episode seven. Like, or I think it was seven. Like, I can't wait. That's the difference between me and you, Homelander. You have to be super superhero. I can't wait until I'm not one. So she got what she wanted, which was great. Personally, I hate that she's still alive. I like, I love Maeve. I think she's a great character. Like, I, when I thought she was dead, I was like actually sad because exactly what you were saying. Like, she's a great character, could have done so much more incredible like story arc though you know she is she's classic like i'm not a hero superheroes don't actually exist they're made up um 
And she was always the, I, I'm never actually going to put myself out there on the line. Um, I'm just going to skate by. And now she makes the unselfish decision to save everybody. Had, like probably would have hurt Homelander and taken away his powers. So she could have been fine with just standing there and letting it happen. But she was like, no, I'm going to save these other people. I'm going to save these people that don't deserve it. And actually is a hero for a little bit. Incredible character development in, you know, just those three seasons. Mm -hmm. um, when she is in the air and it explodes, that explosion, first of all, it's just absolutely insane. You have to imagine it gets rid of her powers before she hits the ground. And all I'm thinking is, how the hell are you alive? Yeah, you know, that's like, I'm, point. I'm happy you have your happy ending. You know, you, you finally get back with your girl and you're, you're able to escape everything bought. Like it is a happy ending. It's just how she got to that happy ending. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think the boys is pretty consistent with killing people, but I, I don't know. Here's a question because I think we can agree. Both of these would have been layup deaths. Who would you prefer them to have followed through with killing off a train or Maeve? <laughs> I was actually thinking that when we were talking about this and everybody's like, A-Train, get rid of it. We've already seen enough A-Train. Get Maeve in here. I don't even think they're comparable. Like A-Train dying versus Maeve. Maeve is way sadder than A-Train. We don't, I don't have an emotional connection to A-Train. I would love to have an emotional connection to A-Train, but I don't. I just don't. Probably would have cheered a little bit if he died. Like, yeah, hey, you finally got him. I had more of an emotional <laughs> connection to Noir who never spoke a damn word out loud. <laughs> Like, you know, like I, I really was like rooting for Noir, you know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So, OK, I'm just going to take us through. Everybody is celebrating. Yay, Soldier Boy's dead. They're all hugging survival. And Butcher, who was using himself as a body shield to protect Ryan, everybody's celebrating. Homelander walks up. Everybody goes silent. And Butcher puts himself in between Homelander and Ryan. But Ryan kind of pushes Butcher to the side and says, Dad, I, I want to leave. Just take me out of here. So he holds hands with Homelander and the two of them walk out. And Butcher was kind of pleading like, Ryan, stay with me. Come on, don't do this. But, you know, Ryan's Ryan's taking this turn. Yeah, can't even blame him either. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we got some closure on the Ryan and Homelander stuff because, boy, what a scene do we have in the late game of this episode. But we go back to the hideout at, I don't know, the next day or whatever. And Butcher, I'm sorry, we're not at the hideout. It is Butcher it was... in a hospital bed watching VNN, remembering mm. Queen Maeve as our mm. proud lesbian. <laughs> yeah, absolutely we saw, awful. When we saw Homeland and Ryan walk off, we get Butcher touching his nose because it looks like it's bleeding. But it's actually now the black stuff yeah. is leaking out of his nose and he just mm. falls over. And then, yeah, he wakes up in this hospital scene and um, he's, he's looking at Ryan's necklace um, and he's, he's not even paying attention to what the doctor's saying. And then he says, he finally hears him and the doctor's saying, you know, any further treatment would significantly lower your quality of life. You know, at this point, like what, what, qual what quality of life you have left. And butcher says, you know, how long do I have left? You know, what, what's you say? 12 months, 18, well, 12 to 18. If you're at the higher he's basically saying like yeah. 12 for you to actually be a human 18, you're just going to be like a fucking, I got you, you know, yeah. like, at the end of it. Um, and yeah, butchers putting in the sig this whole time. And he's like, Oh, okay. So I only have, you know, 12 months left. You can kindly fuck off then. Yep. 
Yep. And that's just Butcher dealing with his own mortality. But we get this really good scene with MM and Janine and MM is finally taking Frenchie's advice and showing Janine the essentially the whole him and just says, hey, truth is not all superheroes are good. And a long time ago, a particularly bad one named Soldier Boy killed a lot of our family. Makes me sad. Sometimes it makes me mad. Um, but your grandfather was a very brave man who spent his entire life fighting for justice. And now I'm doing the same thing. And the whole while he's got like kind of his finger tick, like triple tap in the photo album. And Janine just puts her hands over him. Kind of corny, but she says, you're my hero, daddy. And all <laughs> of our hearts collectively melted in our chests. Mm-hmm. And we all had to go see a doctor. Yes. So. Moving on, Starlight arrives at the hideout. Another feel-good scene, and we were talking about this. Is Starlight officially a member of the boys? And this is the scene where the boys officially recognize that she is indeed a member of the boys. She's throwing out her super suit, and MM says, hey, if you're going to be working here full-time, this is a historic-ass building. You're going to have to double bag and not that shit up. I love it. Loved it. Yeah, and they all too. fall in. Frenchie says, doesn't matter what Butcher has to say. This is a democracy now. And you got four vo- uh, votes. Starlight, you're one of the boys. Hell yeah. And not soon enough. Turn the TV on. Newman's the new VP. Yeah. And Butcher's like, well, we got to kill that bitch, huh? <laughs> Loves it. He literally Butcher walks in as soon as Frenchie's like, Butcher can suck my shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, like walks in the room. So got to assume that Butcher is not planning on telling them he has like 12 months to live. I, I was no getting the vibe that he's just going to pretend like everything's normal. And real quick, I skipped to quick scenes that we kind of talked about already. It's just Starlight going back to the hideout to see a very bloodied and bruised up Maeve and mm. Elena's there. They got back together and their plan is to move somewhere where Homelander can never find them, preferably a farm. Elena wants to. So Maeve yeah, gets love, her happy ending. Love the line that Maeve says to Starlight when she's like, you know, I was wrong about you this whole time. Like I could only jump, but you can fucking fly. And that's so yeah. much better now that literally she saw her like flying using the powers. Starlight's just living life large. Agreed. Oh, I'm sorry, I love Annie, this. not Starlight anymore. Yeah, she's, there like, you she's go. shedding that moniker. She's so cute. I love her. And it's good closure. Maeve brings up, you know, the first day you arrived at Vault Tower, you've been saving me with your kind of attitude and kind of bringing me back to what a hero actually is. Um, And it was good closure on their story. Personally, I thought so. So then we get kind of this wrap up music playing and we go from just see the end of a couple character stories this season. It's Ashley and Ashley are combing through the surveillance files and they see the boys van pick up Maeve's body and Ashley makes the decision to delete it, which is Ashley finally being a human being. You love to yep. see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Question. Do you, did you guys get the vibe that uh, Ashley number two doesn't like our Ashley? And she's actually trying to take over because when Huey was on like the broadcasting system mm-hmm. and saying like, you know, evacuate, evacuate. We had the scene. Ashley was like, Ooh, sorry. The helicopter is actually for SVPs and higher. Sorry, Ashley. Um, and then I didn't know if that was just supposed to be like a joke or if that's supposed to plant the seeds that Ashley 2.0 
is going to try to, you know, hostile takeover and eventually take over our Ashley, bald Ashley's place. You mean Gollum? (laughs) Yes. Um, I I don't think so, but I like where your head's at. I I thought it was just kind of like a laugh. Um, that she's just being like f- such a cunt like she always is. I actually she's like, we're all about to die, but we can't fit one more on this helipad. <laughs> Maybe. Sorry. Yeah. Paul, I agree. That scene did kind of stick out as not necessary. And I always think that every scene matters. So I love that sure. you're going that far with just two seconds of script yeah. that they gave us. Also, I believe that when they were looking at or excuse me, when Ashley decided to delete the file, it wasn't Ashley too that was with her. I think it was the one remaining chick from Crime Analytics, and I always forget her name, but she's been fantastic since season one. Yeah, it was. So I don't Uh, think Ashley number two saw that go down. And I trust Crime Analytics chick way more to keep that secret. That's actually huge because I thought it was Ashley 2.0. And and Ashley 2.0 was going to use that against Gollum Mm -hmm next season but nah, yeah. Not, yeah. okay no it was a very genuine moment between ashley and this crime analytics girl where they were like take this to your fucking grave delete yep. the thing like yeah yeah they didn't say a word they just said it with their eyes baby and yeah. that video showing them getting the body i assume that's what happened with soldier boy because we don't actually see it we just see soldier mm-hmm. boy get, going back into the box but i assume when he has his blackouts, you know, he, he erupts or whatever, does the laser beam. He's kind of blacked out for a little bit. And in that time where Soldier Boy was blacked out on the ground, they were able to walk up, put the, put the gas mask on him, keep him knocked out, and then transport him to wherever the, the box is. Yeah, and we do get the confirmation that Mallory was overseeing whatever project True. that was. So I guess the feds were just ready to swoop in. They would have been aware of what was going down at Vault Towers. So I kind of connected some dots there, but it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I got you. And then the last scene we get while we're wrapping up storylines is one we already talked about. It's the deep crying as he's watching Cassandra on the news with her new memoir in too deep. You don't know the real Kevin and you wouldn't like him if you did is all we hear her say. (laughs) Don't kink shame my boy. God. Yeah. (laughs) So we already talked about the scene where Starlight throws out her super suit and Newman gets confirmed as Dakota Bob's VP. So those are giant implications. Butcher just says, well, that bitch has definitely got to go. And we have our starting plot line for season four already. And then we just have this insane final scene where Homelander descends down to the protesters outside of Vault Tower and we have our Believe Starlighters, we have our Homelander supporters, and then we have our Camp Stormfront people and they're all still protesting outside of Vault Tower and Homelander comes down and he says, hey, I want to introduce you guys to my son. Everybody, this is Ryan. And we have the one hashtag Believe Starlighter who thinks it's a good idea to throw a bottle and scream, fuck you fascist to Homelander. And this guy, of course, has bad aim, and he nails Ryan right in the face. And the look in Homelander's eyes, how serious he got. Everybody backed up. Boom! Laser right through the head. And our boy Todd is there to start a cheer. Fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. 
It's crazy. One, you almost called that. If it was Todd's face, he lasered, you guys would have called that last episode. Mm. But it's crazy because in prior seasons, Homelander is like at rallies, lasering people in the face, like in in his head, like dreaming of daydreaming of it and thinking, oh, I can never actually do that. The pure joy when the cheers start happening, like, yo, this shit (laughs) is about to pop off. Yeah, you guys, you guys are cool with that. I, I, I was going to do this the whole time. I wanted to do that this whole time. And I didn't, I didn't know I could. Well, just the violin orchestra music starts coming in yeah. and it's like this smile, like, ha ha ha. All right, everybody just yeah. Homelander pander into the crowd. But then it pans down to Ryan and just this twisted little smile starts to appear on his face. And it's just that he is just soaking in these lessons like a sponge. You know, it's, a okay for you to use your power that way to just take out any citizen that wrongs you. Insane. And Ryan is thinking like, I'm home, man. I'm finally with my family now. <laughs> and it's like worst case scenario because he's going to, he's going to insanely powerful for his age already. If Homelander breeds him to be exactly like him, that's going to be literally, it could be a more powerful nemesis than Homelander was, you know, if it's, if it's like, um, uh, what's the show? Um, the anime with the firefighters, Fire Force. Fire Force. Uh, like every next generation that has like a better power and a more stronger power than the generation before. So if it's like that, then you know Ryan's gonna be a fucking force. Um, and uh, when he first Homelander first lasers this guy, I'm thinking, oh my god, he's gonna kill everybody because now he's like. He's doing that thing that what Kathleen was talking about. He imagines lasering everybody in his head. Um, but now he actually does it. And I thought he, people were going to freak out. And he was just going to start killing people. But instead, he's like Ashley, where she says the line to A-Train, like, go fuck yourself. You're right. I said that out loud. Like, this is Homelander saying, like, okay, I actually lasered you in real life, not in my thoughts. Yep. And it's great. Like, this is a great feeling. So... I mean, I, he gets scarier and scarier every season because he has more and more freedom. And now Stan Hager's gone. Uh, he's basically running Vought. And he can kill people in the public eye and will still be loved by his people. That is what a comment that is. Stan Edgar's gone, but he's not really gone. I There's no way he's not operating in the shadows still, Stan Edgar. Absolutely. He's less of a, way less of an obstacle than uh the, the start of this season for, for homelander sure. for sure i i was just bringing up like he is I, gone but he's still around i agree we didn't get him dying yeah. so he's he's definitely got to be in play I, I mean that's the last scene of our episode that's final scene of the season i guess we can take a step back and just start talking bigger picture stuff i mean Season four is obviously shaping up to be take out Newman as the VP, but also I think it's going to be the season of Homelander trying to instill his ideologies on Ryan. I'm really yeah. scared of Ryan. I, yeah. I mean, he's so young and like vulnerable and moldable. Like he, he's going to be little Homelander. I think uh, in the end, all in all, Ryan is going to, get back to his Becca roots and be okay. But I think he's going to be bad before he is good. There's no way Ryan ends the series being bad. I think that it's like 
nature versus nurture in a way that's like uh, Becca had him long enough that I think that in the end it'll be okay. I don't think I don't know if nature versus nurses nurture applies there, but like nature being being a soup nurture being Becca raising him for at least 10 years or eight years, seven, whatever it is. Um, Or you could say lying to him for 10 years, seven years. Yeah, he might look back at it and be like, that bitch was lying to me this whole time. Which one of you said maybe as the generations go on, the soup power gets stronger? Was that you? Well, what if? must have been Paul. What if they go with this storyline? Ryan falls into evil and winds up being stronger than Homelander, and they need Homelander to flip sides to take care of Ryan. Oh, my God. That would be ridiculous. That would well, be ridiculous. I mean, before we even get to that, like Newman, right? Like Newman and Homelander have this tension in between them. We don't know if Homelander, or we don't even know if Newman can take Homelander out. Like she might be able to pop his head. We've just like never seen it. Um, and it's like, even I don't think she knows. Even Homelander was like, yeah, go ahead, try it, test it out. You might be right. You could kill me right now. So she is going to be a weird force. Like if she's a VP of the country, she might have more power than Homelander and Homelander might want to take her out. And like, she, like if she's in that high office, she could, she could do a lot of damage. It's weird because she was like trying to do good things when she was at Vought, like trying to get a hunger act passed and stuff like that. (laughs) So like, is she going to continue that energy? Is she going to start doing evil things without Stan Edgar being her dad? And the last thing I want to say about her I really hope we see her daughter in season four and she is a horrible, horrible superpower. I hope she turned to water. Yeah. Um, I love Newman. I cannot wait to see her next season. Yeah, I had her on. I think I had her on my list um, to be dead by the end of the season, but I'm so glad that she's not fucking love Newman. I think she's super cool, calm, like really confident in in her stuff. I mean, she's fucking Stan Eggers kid. Of course she is. Um, yeah. I love her. I can't wait to see. But I think the daughter's a good point, Paul. That's got to come back up at some point again. Nothing's just a throwaway scene in the show. That's good stuff. I love it. And you know what? You would think that a VP and president have a lot of pull and push, but it doesn't seem that way. Maybe in the VCU, they have more pull and push than in the real world. But let's hope so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. If you had to rate this season. What would you say? I'd say it was like a nine and a half for me. Yeah, overall, give it a nine out of ten. I was going to say nine out of ten. Too. Yeah, I don't do the decimal points because then why isn't it on a scale of one zero to one hundred? Yeah, it a 95. So, but 100. yeah, I'd give it a ninety two point five. Sure. OK, just in the Nin- A range, you know, ninety three, 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 three repeating, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, rank the seasons really quickly. Uh, I think for me, it's just one, two, three. I think it gets better. I'm sorry. Oh, three, two, one. Three, two, three. one. Yeah. Three being my favorite. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's just getting progressively better with the more character development and more people being introduced in the world building. It's just uh, incredible. I can't believe the deep is like Homelander's right-hand man after yeah. season one. <laughs> I would probably agree. Three, two, one. I Maybe it's recency bias, but I do think three is definitely the best season. Mm-hmm. I think they knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Um, I'll do three, two, one only because I can't even decide. I love them all so much. It doesn't really matter. It's like ranking three incredible things. So 
Yeah. It's all good. And I, I don't know. Any lasting thoughts from you two? Or should we just wrap this guy up? Just absolutely love the season. Cannot believe we have to wait months. No. Though. What, was it going to be well, like another 18 months, 16 yeah. months or something? More than a year. That's for sure. They did this one pretty quick because you guys had just covered it. I mean, we've had the pod for two years, I guess. So, yeah, it probably did take a, a year and a half. Yeah. That's crazy. You would think like since we had the pod, you wouldn't be able to cover two seasons of something in between. But we're like old vets now. These these podcasters over Hell two yeah, years of podcasting, are. baby. <laughs> Wild. I know. Right? Um, yeah, that is going to be a wrap on season three of the boys do not quote me on this but there have been rumblings that we might want to have a panel together to just kind of talk out season three because all seven of us love the boys and we've only had three of us on all of these episodes so we know the other four people want to get their thoughts and opinions in on season three so hopefully we can all look forward to that as always, if you like what you heard, give Benchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BenchtownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. And your brain is getting fucked by stupid. <laughs> and thanks for listening. <laughs> That's perfect. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 